This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your day is going great. Uh, Today on the episode, I'm going to share an inspiring story of a near-death experience. I'm very intrigued by those and how people all over the world have similar experiences. It seems to be one of those things that's just universal to the human condition that we all experience kind of the same thing. And it's much like the stories we hear about alien encounters or alien abductions. All over the world, people say they have the same types of experiences. And it looks like our government is getting in on the action. Did you see the government made alien contact? You know, finally, we're getting full disclosure from the U.S. government on aliens. Earlier this month, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy had this to say. We were led to believe that our skies are clear. But now we have identified objects and Chinese spy balloons raining down on us like confetti. It's clear to me that this is not a recent phenomenon. This has just been going on all along. And if you're confused, you understand the situation perfectly. Lock your doors tonight. My question to to Senator Kennedy here is, have people not been locking their doors? I mean, I'm on a I'm on a fairly quiet street for the most part, with a few exceptions, but there's no way I'm going to leave my door unlocked. Next question, will a locked door keep out a Chinese or even alien invasion? I mean, I, I, I feel pretty confident I've got a nice lock, but I had no idea that it was so good that it could keep out aliens with interstellar traveling capabilities. You know, this whole alien distraction has been so obvious to me from the start. Uh, I think it was Super Bowl weekend. They were just, it was like one day after another where we unidentified flying objects. And I know that we're very proud of our airplane slingshot missiles, but there is no way our U.S. government took down an alien spacecraft. And as I'm sure you already know, this is just a ruse. It's a distraction. But the question is, from what? I consider it a sad state of affairs that I have to turn to YouTube and social media to get more accurate information uh, on current events than the actual news outlets themselves. But here we are. You know, I'm just going to, I can't change it. So I'm just going to roll with it and get my news off YouTube. Could it possibly, could they be possibly trying to distract us from the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio, that spilled chemicals everywhere? Um, Thankfully, Russell Brand has a good theory on this. Uh, I'll link his YouTube video in the uh, show notes. But if you didn't get a chance to check it out, he brought up some very good points. Um, 
So apparently there were 20 cars carrying hazardous materials, including vinyl chloride and hydrogen chloride. And vinyl chloride has been linked to cause various forms of cancer. And uh, here's a fun fact. The government outsourced the cleanup to the very people that caused the wreck, Norfolk Southern. And I mean, on, on one level, that makes sense, I guess. You know, when we're kids and we mess up our, our rooms, our parents send us back and say, look, you're going to clean up your own mess. But I don't think you can apply that, that same logic to a uh, environmentally uh, sensitive area and when, in which these people have, they have chemicals going into the rivers and streams. It's uh, maybe not the best choice. That's more, I guess a better comparison there would be like sending an arsonist who caused a fire in to put it out. They also let them uh, make the decision to have the controlled burn, which resulted in this black plume of smoke that you could see from space. Uh, it's kind of horrifying. I don't know if you've seen that picture. And after this, they just basically encourage people to go back to their homes. Don't drink the water, but you're fine. You're, you'll, you'll be fine to go back home. And of course, you know, the people there in the town have reported that this feels and smells like a contaminated zone. They've got fish dying, uh, other animals dying. And this is the part that just really shocked me. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be shocked, but it, it just, it seems shocking. You be the judge. Uh, the braking system they used on this train was from the Civil War era. Uh, Norfolk Southern was able to bypass regulations aimed at improving safety regulations during the last presidency. And part of those regulations would have required electronic pneumatic brakes. Um, now, you're, you may be thinking like, well, our new president, he says he's an environmentalist, right? He would fix this. No, um, they didn't. They have not moved to reinstate the brake rule. They're even going as far as to say that they don't have the authority to require the train industry to update their system. Uh, this is, I think, why people, one of the many reasons people get so frustrated with our government. I mean, what do they do? I can think of a few things like they, they're really good at raising taxes. Uh, they're good at um, telling people what they can do with their bodies. And, oh, they're great at sending the country into massive debt. But do they ever do anything productive um, other than like blame the other party for why they can't fix something? People always say like, oh, it's a shame that we only have a two-party system in government. And I hate to be the harbinger of bad news here, but I think it's even worse than that. It's a one-party system. It's us versus them when it comes to corporate interest. And Norfolk Southern made a record $12 billion in profit last year. They were doing so well that they're even buying back their own stock. You would think they could swing a new brake job, right? I mean, I know when I was driving my 87 Accord, back in the 90s, and you could hear me coming from like half a mile away when I would stop, I had to get my brakes fixed for, uh, for inspection. That was just, it didn't matter how broke I was. If you wanted to keep driving, you had to do it. Can we get an inspection sticker like we have in Texas for railroads? Is that possible? Uh, it's, it's so bad that even uh, Aaron Brockovich showed up. 
not Julia Roberts, but the real Erin Brockovich is in East Palestine, Ohio now. She's, I hope she's going door to door and she is going to sue the pants off of this company. I'll keep you posted on that. We'll, we'll follow this here. So coming up after the break, I've got a story for you. It's about a near-death experience. Myself, I've only had a few close calls. No near-death experiences, but I love these stories because they give me hope that all is not lost. Not even with self-serving, greedy politicians in charge. Be right back. This is a story I recently heard about a lady named Jane who had a near-death experience. She had just turned 34 years old, and she woke up one morning in what she describes as an unbelievable amount of pain. She had a high fever, she could barely move, and she was in so much pain that she called a family member to take her to the emergency room. And she was sort of in and out of consciousness during this time. And as she waited for the results of her uh, CT scan at the hospital, her fever was just getting worse and worse. So was the pain. And as she was lying on the bed, she began convulsing. And she started disconnecting from the external world. And at that point, she thought to herself, I'm dying. And, And she wasn't scared. It was just sort of matter of fact. And at that moment, she popped out of her body and the pain was completely gone. She was so detached that she noticed that she was on the ceiling. And looking down on the scene below, she could see that her essence was no longer part of her body. And people around her were scurrying and she could sense their stress. And she was just observing everything that was going on. And she started to float up and she saw these little balls of light energy bouncing all around. They were the souls of everyone in the hospital. And she saw how each one of these balls of light, the souls, were connected by a thin iridescent line. And this is how we're all connected. She then felt herself going into a tunnel. She describes it as some type of like roller coaster, like it's exciting and fast, and it was a joyful experience. And she drops out of that tunnel and into a white light. At that point, she experienced a tremendous amount of love. It was the most pure, unconditional love she had ever experienced. It was the type of feeling that no matter what she had done in her life or what she had been through, this source had pure love for her. She said the closest she had ever been to that kind of love was when her daughter was born. You know, they were both looking into each other's eyes and she could feel the love between them. But she says the love and the light is bigger and deeper than that. She said that it was like that because she was stripped of ego. She was no longer confined to the limitations of her brain. 
and the light didn't have any limitations either. And that made room for that deep, unconditional love. She had the realization that the light was her, and that she was the love, and that we are all that love, because we are all one with that light. But when we come into our bodies and onto the planet Earth, we perceive a separation. But according to Jane, that's just an illusion. This is why we are never truly alone. Part of the peace that she experienced, uh, even though she had been in a tremendous amount of pain, she totally forgot about that. As she puts it, death isn't the end. Life is just a chapter, and there is nothing but peace, love, and acceptance once we exit our body. Because of this euphoric feeling, she didn't want to go back. You know, the light was the only place that she wanted to be. And she heard a voice say, you need to go back. And she tried to protest saying no, but she knew it wasn't her choice at that time. At that point, she got gently nudged and went back through the tunnel. And the next thing she knew, she was back in her body. The pain had returned and she was unconscious for several hours after that. And the next day, she learned that her kidney stone had blocked her ureter and allowed all these toxins into her body. And so she had gone into septic shock. She saw several family members just very worried. She wanted to tell them that if she was supposed to die and this was the end, that she wouldn't even be here. But she wasn't able to do that. It took her several years to process this experience and to know that all is well. When we're in our bodies, the saying that all is well doesn't make sense. Um, We don't have a complete picture. We don't see all the pieces going on. When we're out of our bodies and in the light, stripped of our ego, we have this 360 degree perspective on things. And when we have this complete picture, saying all is well makes perfect sense. During her story, she quoted Lao Tzu, Nature doesn't hurry, yet everything is accomplished. I'm glad you made it back, Jane, so we could all share this story. I love hearing about near-death experiences. They give me comfort when life gets crazy and chaotic and feels totally out of control. The earth is a school, and every school has a playground. So go out, have some fun, feel the sunlight on your face today. Every day is a gift, and it only gets better. Well, that's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. Should we dive back into some uh, shadow work episodes? I'm trying to figure out what's next. I did get a request for another ChatGBT episode. Uh, There have been some developments since my last episode, so I might give it a go. Look for that next week. If you want to suggest a topic for me, you can find me at the Coffee Buzz PC on Instagram or at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com for everything else. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next week.